Okay, I'm recording. recording Me too. The fear of waiting for a guest to hop on the Google Meet <laughs> little chat room. Horrifying. Hey, Nick, how are you? <sighs> I'm good. I'm, um, I have my, um, Target Aloe Bergmont candle. Mm. Oh, Madison's like, here. I'm going to shit my pants. Oh, <laughs> I'm just gassy. I drink all my coffee. Oh, the fear. Hi. Hello. And get out of here. And show you guys my room. Rise and shine. Well, a very heavy, uh, heavy drip. We had a very bite. Let's go ahead. Terrace Terry's in those for the bit. They have the pit. Hello. Before we start, is there anything that Hell we yeah. should not touch on <laughs> that you do not wish to, to discuss? <laughs> uh... I mean, I don't think so. I don't disclose my age. That's the only thing. Nice. But, yeah. Can I ask why? Off the record. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I just am, like, really scared of, like, divulging personal information about myself. <laughs> like, people know I live in New York, but, like, that's as far as it And, like, my first and last name is out there. Yeah. But, um, like, I've never really like my I, for some reason i have a famous birthdays and all the information on there is incorrect which i'm like nice. perfect <laughs> y'all bitches don't need to know what year <laughs> i was born what my birthday is or anything that's of the a matter, dream so. a, like totally fabricated famous birthdays <laughs> yes it's so funny i'm just like i love whatever straws you're grasping for to like i don't even know where they come they up with the dates because i'm like it says I was, yeah, it says I was born in, like, April of, like, 1994. I'm like, well, that's not true, but you know what? So we can narrow <laughs> it down from it. there. Okay, so not that date. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of info to go off of. But yeah, just, like, like personal things, which I doubt you're going to be asking me, like, so what's your address? Like, Well, well we wanted to talk about your age and your address, first of all, and, like... <laughs> So it kind of derails the whole thing. Yeah. I just have a lot of questions about your address and your social security. Um, okay. Well, I literally, I've been, I'm moving. And so I've been selling a bunch of stuff on Facebook marketplace and I have been so stressed out about like giving people my, I like don't know how to sell my things without like, like I had a guy pick up an AC unit this morning and he kept texting me last night being like well what's the address like i need to know where to get it and i was like i'll tell you in the morning like scared this man's gonna like show up at my house at night but i mean i guess yeah. he could come back tonight <laughs> you <laughs> delayed it one but... night <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess you could like i don't know if there's like a public area meet me in the in park your, like neighborhood where you could just <laughs> you know literally like let's meet yeah. at the park like it's a, like it's a drug <laughs> dealer or something no, literally i'm like yeah. Just gonna drop off this AC <laughs> unit in like a parking lot somewhere. I'm like, go find it. Yes, yeah, so a little scavenger hunt. <laughs> Leave him some clues. <laughs> that would be kind of cute, though. Make it fun. With <laughs> other items we're selling. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a song movie. <laughs> oh my Facebook god. Facebook <laughs> Um. Okay, cool. Madison, do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? <laughs> Sure. To yeah. the people. The, the folks. <laughs> well, hello, folks. <laughs> My name is Madison. I am a YouTuber and a musician. I've been on YouTube for like, I guess, a year and a half, I think. 
um, and I make videos about pop culture and just I don't even know because my called my content has evolved over time. But yeah, I'd say pop culture and like things that people talk about on the internet. That's my my yeah. niche. What um what was your your call to become a YouTuber? Like what uh were you trying to was there like a gap somewhere that you were trying to fill or um content that you, that you wish you were saw? I think so. Like when it comes to commentary, um cuz I I I've been watching YouTube for years and commentary became like a big thing in the past, I want to say like 3 years or so, and I just remember thinking like, okay, I like this genre of content, but I feel like people aren't really saying the things that I'm thinking, or I feel like they're not really saying the things that they want to say because they're afraid of people judging them or canceling them or whatever reason. And so for me, I was just like, well, I have my own opinions. And you know, when you're listening to a podcast or something, you're like, damn, I wish I could like respond to give my own feedback. That's kind of why I started my channel is kind of just that was my version of responding to the things that I was observing online and giving my own opinion mm -hmm. on. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're one of the only like commentary YouTubers that has like fully fleshed out and like nuanced thoughts on things. I feel like I'll watch commentary videos sometimes where like the point they're making, I'm like, hell yeah, I love where you're going with this. And then they don't like, I feel like there's a fear of like, I don't know, getting canceled or like people being upset with what they're saying. So they don't like fully finish the thought. And I always like leave that being like, damn, like I want to like hear more commentary. Ezra. Speak your mind, girl. Yeah, because uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm, like, constantly, I'm like, come on. Like, I feel like we're getting somewhere, but you're because, you know, a lot of commentary YouTubers will be like, and I'm not saying or and I do this, too, but they're like. <laughs> I just want to preface disclaimer. And it's like, girl, Disclaimers just say what you need to fucking say. They don't fucking work. I did one once and it like didn't mean fucking anything. And I'm like, yeah, there's no reason to be doing that because at the end of the day, they don't like care. if people don't agree with you, they don't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. If people want to get mad, they're going to get mad. And like, if they're looking for reasons to get mad, they're, they're going to find like... a plenty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I think and I think that's why people maybe resonate with my content is because at the end of the day, like I'm going to say what I'm going to say and like I'm not going to beat around the bush about it or try to be super like like trying to please everybody because it's so hard in commentary to try to please everybody. It's it's impossible. So I think that you might as well just like be honest and, you know, as long as your intentions are right, then, you know, you can say what you say. And if people don't like it, that's fine. You can disagree. But it doesn't make you a bad person, which is like something I like am griping with on my own because because when I say things about like, I don't know, like feminism, plastic surgery, things that women go through, people take it really personally. And I am never trying to hurt anybody's feelings or be mean or insensitive. I'm just trying to be honest. And sometimes when it comes to things like that, if people don't agree, they are like, oh, you're a bad person. Because you said something that offended me or triggered my insecurity. So I need to let you know that what you said was really fucked up and you're a bad person for saying that. Like, how dare you? And that's a weird area to be in. <laughs> it's also not the point of like Absolutely. commentary videos isn't to like please ever. It's like almost the opposite <laughs> of the point. It's to like curate a bunch of different opinions so that people have like multiple sources of like information to like 
create an opinion about. It's really weird, this, like, desire to only consume content that you 100% agree with or that, like, makes you feel good. I'm like, mm-hmm. life would be so boring <laughs> if I felt good all the time. It's crazy. It's so like boring. a weird generation of people who, like, don't have a whole lot of critical thinking skills, I feel like. Yes. To, to pop that bubble, it's very jarring for many folks and I think that's why sometimes I get some really like visceral <laughs> reactions to my content because it's like I know you've never like really thought about this and it's like hard to like think about but going there won't break you like going there for a second will not turn you into Joe Rogan I promise like you'll be okay Yeah. but like you said the whole point is to see things from different perspectives and by viewing things from different perspectives i think that makes your own stance a lot more stronger Mm. and sound because you've seen the different ways that you can think about this thing and when you're exposed to different perspectives you can be like okay i see where that person's coming from or i see how this could be looked at and either you're going to change your perspective or you're going to double down on what you believe in and I think when you have those different perspectives to challenge your beliefs it makes your own sense of like like your own perspective a lot more strong because you're like okay well I know this is how I feel and I've seen different ways to look at it and this is where I stand yeah it makes it easier to like respond to the opposing view when you like have a fully fleshed out like understanding of it um that just seems like basic thinking skills. Well, it's even more interesting too when like you're consuming content that you partially agree with. I feel like we don't talk about that enough. It's either like I strongly agree or I strongly disagree and people don't talk Mm -hmm. about the content they consume that's like somewhere in the middle and that's what like really makes you think. (laughs) I feel like like hearing a point that you agree with like 70% but not all the way. I think that's like what I don't know. It, it makes your brain do things. You're the wheels are turning, which is like yeah. way more exciting than being like, yes, I agreed with everything you said. I agree with everything you say. All that. it's like, that's so boring. I mean, even think about it in your day to day life. When you talk to your mom, your best friend, your cousin, do you agree with everything they say 100 percent of the time? No, you don't. So if someone on the Internet says something you don't agree with, like, OK, and <laughs> I was gonna say, it's interesting why people feel compelled when it's a stranger on the internet to like leave these insane hate comments and duet their TikTok seven million times and like get in fights with other strangers in the comments but like won't have the conversation like with their mom or their cousin or their friend they're like it's so strange and I think I think that's why like because you can like hide behind the like privacy of the internet but no yeah and how people feel like entitled one that like their feelings are the center of like everything and that like you need to hear about their feelings too um and it's like mm-hmm. you can, like, <laughs> yes keep it to yourself um and yeah i mean like i i, I see things yeah. that bother me like constantly and i'm just like okay and you just keep scrolling so them are coming from it's me so much so much easier on you like emotionally and mentally it's very bizarre yeah it's like sometimes you will be triggered and that's okay (laughs) because that's kind of how life is like i know it sucks as someone who also gets triggered yes a human being i Mm -hmm. am 
very crazy to think about, uh-huh. but like, I, I, yeah, like sometimes I see things online or I, I go outside <laughs> and I get triggered and like, sometimes you just have to accept it. Like you can't be angry at every single thing that makes you triggered because like also the things that trigger you, like say a person, for example, triggers you, they say something, it's not that person's responsibility to know your triggers because they don't know you probably. Mm-hmm. And that's also like, I don't know. It, this is like, I'm getting into like my therapy talks. Cause oh, I yeah. also, Please have, like, do. I, Go there. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I have been diagnosed with things. So I'm like getting triggered yeah. is like, it happens all the time. But as someone who's like dealt with that shit, you kind of just, it's not like not you become numb to it. You're just like, I accept that sometimes I'm going to get triggered and it's not anybody's fault. It's not my fault. It's not their fault. It's just like it happens and it's not fair to put all that like pain onto somebody else just because you yourself are triggered. Like I get paragraphs from people in my DMs or my comments being like, you know, what you said really like triggered my insecurities or or they don't say it like that. They say it in a way that's like, oh, it's your fault. But I'm like, I know I just triggered your insecurities and like, I'm sorry that happened, but. There's not much I can do about that. Yeah, it's that was such a tangent. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I like that's it was on our list of things to discuss. Yeah. So I I like 30 minutes ago watched your trigger warning video. Um. So one, you made that video in like January of 2021. Yeah, it was a while yeah. ago. Do I you? Think. I mean, I don't know if you like remember it super well, but like, uh, I don't know. Has like you're thinking on that like changed at all or would you say it's like pretty much how it is in the video yeah i don't know like the thing about being a youtuber or like anyone who makes content you just like say things and then you forget them (laughs) forever and i'm like yeah like sometimes people will be like oh i remember you said this one thing and i'm like i said that that's oh okay (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) so i don't know (laughs) like i guess like i think i think like trigger warnings okay if it's like oh there's blood and gore there's something really like fucked up that you're about to see yeah of course say Mm -hmm. something but i don't think it's always necessary to be like trigger warning when i was 13 i skipped a meal once it's like well yeah didn't we all (laughs) like i don't know if that's always going to be helpful to people who get triggered (laughs) by things like that because like you can't avoid that's the thing i'm trying to really triggered right now (laughs) ending the call um yeah. Well, I, I know feel like this was a mistake. Madison, I didn't eat I like once like, when I was 13. <laughs> I feel like it's like incredibly like coming from a huge place of privilege to expect people to like walk on eggshells around you a complete stranger with everything that you say and do, especially when it's just like your experiences. Like I'm like, you clicked mm-hmm. on my video. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, what am I supposed to do? Well, also, when it's you like, watch the video start to finish. When it's like pretty common things, like I get it with like blood and gore. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like my example is like, I have a huge fear of snakes. And so I've like blocked mm. the word snake on, on like TikTok because oh, I was I getting it. these videos of like, these like rattlesnake catchers like going to like house calls in like fucking Arizona. Wait, so did you not get my DM the other day of the woman whose like anaconda died? No, okay, I saw I'm sorry, that. I Thanks, Nick. About your trigger. Oh my god! No, because I thought that was a bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, and I think we should talk about it right yes. now. How triggered I was. 
No, but like that's something I can like, I don't know, and not go in the snake section at the zoo. <laughs> but like hearing about people's like mental illness and I don't know, life experiences that like might be triggering to me. That's like not, I just can't imagine ever putting that on someone else, like trying to make them feel bad for right. Like simply sharing their experiences. I don't know. That seems weird to me. (laughs) No, it exactly. And like, think about, and I kind of said this earlier, like think about a conversation you're having with someone in person if you're talking to a friend or even someone you just met and you're like, yeah, I experienced this really traumatic thing in my life and you're talking about it, you're not going to go trigger warning. You know, like that's not how conversations work. Well, so much of the time I feel like people will put trigger warnings. (laughs) They'll put like like, the word trigger warning on like an image of the thing. It's like trigger (laughs) warning blood and it's like their bloody cut. And I'm like, hey, what's also, the point sometimes there? It's, it's like already there. Right. We're already, we're, that's the thing. That's exactly my, I don't know if I said that in the video, but I'm like, yeah, sometimes you read the trigger warning and it's like, we're already in it. I've already seen it. Um, also TW, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> well, I feel like for a lot of people, like, I mean, if the trigger warning is like sexual assault, like just hearing the term sexual assault can like be what's triggering for them. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, that's just what I've like heard from people. And so then I'm like, what was the point of the trigger warning? Because hearing trigger warning SA right. is like, you're already triggered. And like, here we are. Right. But thanks for the trigger warning. Exactly. So didn't really do anything. And I, I think for people who do experience intense triggers or they have flashbacks. Um, and this is also like, coming from someone who experiences that and this is something I actually learned through therapy is that you know you're going to get triggered and going to therapy helps you work through those triggers and again accept them and I don't think it's healthy for people who have PTSD or people who get triggered to constantly shield themselves because it's like exposure therapy, you know, like you do exposure therapy to. Oh, yeah. We're big fans yeah. here. <laughs> okay. So I think, I think it's kind of like that. Like it's not healthy to completely avoid everything that has ever made you uncomfortable in your life because you're diminishing your ability to like combat those triggers and to like get through right. it. Sometimes you do have to be exposed to that shit to be like, okay, I'm feeling triggered, but I know how to get through this. Well, isn't, like, the end goal to, like, live a normal life and to, like, be able to exist? Exactly. Yeah, like, offloading the responsibility onto either someone you know or, like, a complete stranger. I mean, obviously, it's different with, like, an interpersonal relationship if someone's, like, intentionally, like, (laughs) triggering you or something. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's completely different. When you're, like, the internet's the wild fucking West, and when you're, it's, like, public, and so people are going to be doing and saying like crazy shit and like you just have to be ready for it. You just have to roll yeah. with it. Or it's not like, be ready. Or, or like, I don't know you, I'm sure there are Chrome extensions that like block certain words from websites or whatever. Yeah. Mm, I won't say that, but <laughs> say it. Well, now I want to know. say it for Patreon. Um, <laughs> oh my god it's i love like, a patreon <laughs> episode it's just like <laughs> okay cool okay i have a question 
Speaking of which, and feel free not to answer, but if that's the case, what was the comment section on the BBL video like? Yeah, I knew you were going to. That gonna, got the comments turned off. <laughs> I mean, I loved the video. Well, I, I turned the comments off. No, I mean, yeah. I, no, YouTube I censored noticed, you. and yeah. Yeah, No, I was like, YouTube like came in and like, listen, bitch. <laughs> Um, yeah. YouTube was like, we're here to help. That's the the pinnacle of, like, me being destroyed internally by comments because, wow, did I... You think so... I, yeah. I thought it wasn't a controversial take in my humble <laughs> Neither opinion. Neither did I. Especially <laughs> I it was... After I made the video, I saw tens of videos talking about BBLs after I made that video. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Like... I get it. I'm one of the first people to make a video about BBLs and talking about how fucked up they are, and I'm gonna get, like, all the heat for it, but every other YouTuber, every other other fucking commentary YouTuber can be like, BBLs are bad, and everyone's like, woo! But when I say it, it's like, fuck you, you fucking bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so cool. shocking. Is it because they have, like, a preconceived, like, idea of who you are? No, I think a lot of people who didn't know me watched the video. Mm. And I think they were like, who is this bitch and why is she, like, speaking so freely about her opinions? Because they're on the fucking plane to go get their BBL. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're like, fuck you, man. Don't they're like, make shit, me think I already made the this. down payment. Like, I'm That's... crossing the border to Canada for my BBL. <laughs> <laughs> As we, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> and it's funny because I don't even think people got mad about, like, me saying that BBLs are, like, bad for people's health. They got mad at the fact that I made a joke about, like. Of course. Because I was, I was trying to be funny because I'm like, this is kind of like a dark situation. <laughs> so I need to inject some comedy in here yeah. to like make it a little less intense. A BBL of humor. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, if you're built like Jack Skellington and you get a BBL, it's going to look funky. Because that's just kind of, you know. That was what they were mad about? Yes, that's exactly Why what were they were mad about. Why people like, who are shaped like skeletons? I'm like, I'm sorry exactly. to the skeleton community. <laughs> like, <laughs> they literally said I was skinny shaming. And I'm like, hun, okay. that's not real. I know it's Thank hard you. for you as someone who's under 90 pounds, but <laughs> skinny <you>. shaming <laughs> isn't real. <laughs> I feel really that's... validated. Um, <laughs> Dude, so, the yeah, BBL situation yeah. is fucking bleak. It like... I feel like it consumes, like, honestly, too much of my brain. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. Plastic surgery in general being made, like, cheap and accessible. Yeah, it's quiet. Is like the, like, Sheenification of plastic surgery mm. is, like, so frightening. <laughs> to me. No, literally. Well, it's like, it's low quality. Like, people are getting, like, bad work done. And the scary thing is, like, even the expensive, like, Kardashian level work looks really scary in person like it it mm, yeah, so it does. rarely looks natural I mean, and like yeah. whatever makes you happy whatever you can deal with that and unpack that in your own time the body and the face are like built to be consumed on the internet they're not they don't look right mm -hmm. <laughs> in the light of day yes <laughs> and in so the like flesh. in the lord's the light. cheap version looks even scarier <laughs> it's so scary the amount of people i've noticed since like mask mandates have gotten lifted like everyone got their lips done in the last yeah. two years it's everyone so got obvious fake teeth got their lips done veneers <laughs> bbl ponytail facelift <laughs> it's all there and is a ponytail just, facelift exactly what it sounds like 
Uh, yes, yeah, literally like yeah. <laughs> um, very common amongst the celebs. There's this woman on uh, YouTube named Lori Hill, and she makes videos about like celebrities who've gotten plastic surgery, and that whole channel is really fascinating because recently Doja Cat saw a video that she made about her and in the video she's like yeah she's gotten this done and this done and then Doja Cat went on her Instagram live and she was like fuck this bitch for fucking saying I'm fake and it's funny because she said fuck this Jack Skellington looking ass bitch and I was like She's coming for your brand. <laughs> Holy shit. And I was like, I was really sitting there like, damn, is this what people heard when I watched my BBL video? They're like, how? Because <laughs> I'm like, damn, Doja, you don't have to come for her looks like that. Like, she's just making YouTube videos. I mean, YouTube you do videos. a mean Doja impersonation. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is she on the call? <laughs> I actually, I actually do. Today? Like, you know, when I don't know if you remember this, like, on TikTok, people were imitating her movements. Like, she'd be like... <laughs> and I do that for my friends all the time. And they're like, why are you so good at that? So I think Doja Cat lives in me and I live in her. So, I mean, if your YouTube career ever tanks, you could just become a Doja impersonator. <laughs> People can hire you for weddings and bar mitzvahs and stuff. We got Doja Cat for oh, my wedding. Oh, that would wedding. be my dream. <laughs> Madison just walks in. <laughs> like a skeleton. Can we clickbait our viewers and say we're joined by Doja today? <laughs> sure. Honestly great thank I'm you I'm totally okay with that <laughs> but yeah that was like really crazy because Lori Hill and I have like the same amount of subscribers I think or like in the same area and so I'm like fuck if I made a video about Doja Cat and I said something that it was a little wrong she would actually end my fucking life that's and kind that's of crazy, crazy though <laughs> I know like being someone with a following of Doja Cat and like coming for this for YouTuber, YouTuber with like a couple thousand like a couple hundred thousand yeah, excuse a dozen. Me, subscribers yeah. that's like a little insane <laughs> <laughs> 10 to 20 <laughs> subscribers no literally because I'm like looking for hate <laughs> <laughs> some like 13 year old North no, Dakota no literally it's the first thing I do yeah, it's like a, a 12 year old on TikTok like I don't I don't like Doja Cat's new song and she's like fuck you bitch you fucking creepy busted looking ass motherfucker die and then all her stands are like yes mama um yeah. no literally they're like drag yeah. her DMing the child and I'm <laughs> and it's scary because I'm like dude like Doja Cat, first of all, she's she's chronically on the internet, which I think is very obvious, yes. right, by her sense of humor. And I'm like, she doesn't give a fuck. Like, she has millions of followers and whatever. And she came for this YouTuber, and I'm like, that could be me. Like, I don't want that. That's so terrifying. <laughs> so, actually, I did have a question about that, because, like, oh you, in your videos, you, like... <laughs> talk about like singers and celebrities um and you're like yes i don't even know how to say her name is it sweetie or is it sawweetie like <laughs> yeah sweet yeah i say sweetie okay cool so, so i haven't yeah, watched the, i haven't watched thing. the video but i saw the thumbnail and i was like what if sweetie comes for madison um no i thought about it <laughs> like too. are you nervous about that whenever you're talking about like another person i am mostly because i'm also a singer and like working in the industry is not something that I'm against. Like I would like to be a full-time musician at some point. And my manager, I had a YouTube manager for a minute and she was like, 
You know, like if you want to work in the industry, you can't like criticize other artists because you might like get, I don't know, you don't know who you're going to meet or some things, things like that. And I'm like, yeah, I've thought about that. But also like one the changes of me and Sweetie doing a collab slim to none especially um, now also <laughs> <laughs> right it's like yeah it's done also i i don't know because i'm like i don't want to sacrifice my like integrity and being like oh i'm just gonna only kiss ass because i would like to work in the music industry and i don't want anyone to not want to work with me because i said that ariana grande blackfishes but i also am like i don't know do i want to <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So I think about it and I, I try to be respectful at the end of the day. Like, I'm not just shit talking celebrities like I will criticize them. But I also am not just I'm not just being mean. I don't think I'm just being honest. Well, I mean, like they have to know what they're doing, too. Like Ariana knows when she's yeah. doing her when she wakes up in the morning and has to like clean her sheets of the self tanner. <laughs> yeah exactly didn't you know like, she's asian fishing now nick yes she is she's already cleaned the sheets of her oh my god <laughs> has is, is is she like spearheading that she's kind of innovative in that way <laughs> i haven't seen anyone asian fish before well i think it was like big on tiktok for the, a like, minute fox eye face the ponytail facelift mm-hmm. i feel like is what really started it because everyone's trying to, like, get their eyes, like, more, like, they're trying to, like, Swift lift up. their faces yeah. and do the, like, fox eye mm-hmm. thing. And everyone's yes. like, what the fuck's that all about? And then Ariana was like, surprise. Me too. Look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I don't know what self-tanner is anymore. And suddenly my eye shape is completely different. Hey! Like, hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like celebrities are gonna do what they do and i'm not like i'm not like hurt by ariana grande like black fishing or asian fishing i still like her music and i'm not gonna be like ariana grande deserves to like go to jail or whatever like i'm still a fan but i can also be like well that's kind of weird that this is happening and i don't think people can like live in that medium because when i made that video about it's okay to be white when i used her face in the thumbnail so many were people were like you're not a real ariana fan because if you were you would never i'm like (laughs) huh (laughs) okay (laughs) no life gets a whole lot easier when you like consume music and just like content in general without i don't know like detaching the artist from it almost yeah Yeah. and i think there's like and like an extreme on either end i mean if they're like perhaps a known Nazi then like maybe supporting their music career isn't like the greatest thing. But when it's like Lana Del Rey wore a mesh mask and dated a cop, I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm going to stream blue banisters. You know what I mean? No, exactly. Cause also all celebrities are kind of shitty. Like, yes, Jesus. I, I like, why are we expecting them to be these like incredible people who can do no wrong? It's just yeah, when- not, I know that you talked about it in one of your, oh my gosh, what video was it? Now I'm drawing a blank. Um, I think it was the mob mentality video. Mm-hmm. I just don't, when do you think we like started expecting celebrities to be like these incredible role models and yeah. like, I want to say, when did that happen? 
I want to say like maybe when social media really became big because with social media, it gave celebrities a voice and they didn't have to like talk to a news publication or an interviewer to get their thoughts out there. They could just tweet or go on Instagram or whatever. And so I think something about that made it more of like a responsibility for celebrities to use their platform for good. And, you know, we, we can see directly what a celebrity is thinking because they tweet about it. And so I think with that, it just made people go like, okay, like we're hearing from this person directly. We want to hear what you have to say about like important things or political things. And um, if you say something that's insensitive on Twitter and because I follow you on Twitter, like it's like that parasocial relationship thing. I think that's what it is. So that was not like the most coherent answer, but I think you get what I'm trying to no, say. Yeah. I've never said a coherent <laughs> sentence in my life. No. Yeah. I mean the, and especially when you put a microphone in front of me, it's like, <laughs> it's, I like don't have complete sentences. Nick. Yeah. I mean, I think with like parasocial relationships and celebrities, you just look at someone who's like work you admire and then, you just kind of automatically mm-hmm. therefore admire the person. So then when they do something that you disagree with, like to whatever extent, it kind of just feels like a betrayal almost of like your trust. Yeah. And it's like, that's, well, that's and on it's on you, you for that's... like creating this like fake relationship. Like the one that I have with Madison and by watching her videos triggered. and then getting triggered. <laughs> but yeah, I've literally blocked the phrase. I love you, but I love your videos, but <laughs> It's blocked. You can't comment it. Good. And I just, it's like, yeah, you love, like, first of all, you don't need to tell me that you love me. You just watch my videos and you like what I say online. And went out of your way to comment. Like, that takes (laughs) a lot of energy. It does. I've never commented on a YouTube video in my life. It's horrifying. (laughs) I I never commented on YouTube videos either until I, like, became a YouTuber and I'm like, oh, well, people will see my comment and whatever, yeah. but no, it's like, I, I was never commenting on people's shit. I was never that invested. So it's like to say, oh, I love you or I loved your videos, but you said this one thing that I disagree with and I fucking hate you. It's like, listen, if it's that easy to switch up, did you really love me in the first place? Also, you don't have to love me because we don't know each other. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like Mitski at a concert some fan like shouted like i love you and then she's like you don't know me but i understand that you like my music (laughs) and i really appreciate it yeah queen i don't know if i'd go as far as to say it out loud to somebody to their face very bold of her to do that but it's kind of true it's like i don't like damn i'd leave the concert that's so like shamed by mitski not (laughs) mitski doesn't love me like story time (laughs) But it's scary because you're like, okay, everyone is liking me right now and that love seems really intense, but it can go the opposite direction so quickly. And it's like when someone says, oh, I love you and you've your videos have like really impacted me in the way that I think and how I see myself. I'm like, that's amazing. But also I'm afraid that I'm going to say one thing you don't like and then it's all just going to 
blow up and Mm -hmm. that's really scary to think (laughs) it's just so much responsibility and you're like i just talked to the camera and then i hit upload and (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and then i like lay in my bed and like smoke weed and scroll through tiktok and it's like (laughs) what am i what am i like i don't i'm i'm really not I always say, like, whenever I get hate comments or, like, really intense messages, I'm like, I'm just a girl who makes videos in their bedroom. Like, I'm not Nelson Mandela. I'm not, like, Gandhi. YouTube is a free website. I'm not Doja Cat. And- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Doja Cat. Although I would love to yeah. be. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. It's not. Yeah. But um, I think that's the interesting part about making the kind of content that I make because if I was making like videos on how to do macrame no one's giving a fuck about like (laughs) how much I talk about like like I don't know you know what I'm trying to say it's just no one gives a fuck but because I'm (laughs) saying things that are like really like you know hitting close to home for some people it like because it becomes really intense I mean just because it's like making people think and people I feel like get really stressed out when they're forced to use their brains (laughs) they are it it's very upsetting and it's not just something that i've experienced in my internet life but also in my real life where like i've Mm -hmm. had like like i had a friend who was like upset with me and she was like well that's the problem with being an outspoken person and i'm like well i don't think there's a problem with being outspoken and i'm not ever like being mean or vindictive like I'm not a mean person as much as people like to say I'm a narcissist and that I'm mean and that I'm like evil <laughs> I I'm really not <laughs> uh, and like whatever I did to make you feel that way like I'm sorry but also I think that's just something you have to deal with on your own <laughs> well yeah I mean I feel like that's something that you and I have talked about Nick too that like your Oh my god, I'm not going to say this eloquently at all. But what? <laughs> do you want me to? Yes, please. Well, just because I said Thanks, something baby. that hurt or offended you doesn't automatically mean that I did something wrong. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it does. And that's like a hard <laughs> pill to swallow. Yeah. It depends because it really depends on like what it is that was said. Because yeah. obviously, if I said something mean or fucked up, it's like okay, I can own up to that. Um. But it's usually never that black and white. It's usually like, oh, you said something that made me think of that time my mom said this thing to me when I was like 14 or like a, a bully. Like it's just it, it's like something that has nothing to do with you, but it just made you think. Well, it's just like your reactions are on some level your responsibility. And that's like, yeah. For sure. difficult for people to deal with because like, and for, like accepting that is really responses hard and like having an emotional reaction to something isn't like it's almost never rational like just by nature of being emotional mm-hmm. it's not like a rational response so then people rush to rationalize their emotional response rather than maybe trying to work on the response right. itself i think something that's really common with like internet culture right now is that if you see something that you don't agree with because we're in such a like uh like a war we're in like this war of morality if you disagree with someone or you don't like somebody for whatever reason it has to be because of a moral issue i don't like kim kardashian yeah i don't like doja cat because she she called herself 
the n-word in a video chat on like reddit or whatever the discord whatever the fuck she was doing and it's like maybe you just don't like doja cat like maybe there's no reason for you to like her and that's fine you can just like be like i don't really like her that much but now it's like i need to dislike you for a moral reason because i'm Mm -hmm. a better person than that person do you know what i mean i think we figured it out i think we solved it (laughs) I think we solved it. We have the same. We have the same Myers Briggs. So hey, reincarnated. And you're both born in April of 1994. <laughs> nice. um, okay, really quickly, I need to go to the bathroom. Can we take a quick yeah. pause? Yes. If that's cool, and then when I return or when we return, can we talk about the um your sexualizing of teen girls video? Because yeah. that was one that like got my. Got my brain Got going. Those hamsters up there it's running. my most viewed video of all time. Fuck yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> I'm also going to go to the bathroom. We can all take a potty. Oh my God, my computer uh, fan is I'll so I'll go funny. too. Oh, what was I, what were we saying? You said that your sexualization of teen girls is your most viewed video? Yeah. Hell what yeah. was, yeah. Talk a little <laughs> bit about that. Honestly, I wasn't really, I think most YouTubers can say this. I wasn't expecting it to blow up that much. It was kind of like, it was another video where I was like, okay, I need to make a video next week. What should I talk about? I'll talk about this. And then it kind of just blew up. Um, And I I guess like, I remember thinking of the video idea and I was like, I feel like this isn't really being talked about really. Um, So, and that's really most of my my video ideas are like, oh, people aren't talking about this yeah. or they're not saying this perspective. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I made the video because um, I was just scrolling through TikTok and seeing a lot of young girls doing things on the app that I was a little concerned about as a woman who has been a teenage girl once before with an iPhone. I was like, y'all <laughs> you think you know what you're doing but you don't <laughs> and it's scary because all these other girls are going to be like oh i can do that too because i'm embodied and whatever <laughs> but i'm like well you can't even drive yet so yeah maybe not <laughs> i mean i feel like it was being talked about but just like in a in the in a weird like mm-hmm. empowerment kind of way where it was like pro sexualization yeah, of teen girls um right which was funky it was very like <laughs> if you think that this is like hyper sexualizing teen girls yeah then you're, the <laughs> you're problem. like no if you're, you're with your titties out like good for you and i'm like i don't know if that's necessarily it's not, like, i didn't yeah. go searching and that's why for I felt this. Like, like it just came <laughs> up like <laughs> See, like i wasn't looking like for teenage titties on my time no yeah like, come on good and I think that's why (laughs) and that's why I think it was important for me to make the video because I'm like well obviously I'm a woman or like whatever and I like I think only someone like me can can make that kind of video because if it was anyone else it'd be a little strange and so like, that's a good thing about a, being the like, only woman who was once a teenager, like a six year old man. He's right. like, we need to stop, stop these kids. Right. This is, this is a woman's discussion. Okay. <laughs> Shut your mouth, Nick. <laughs> well, yes, I, as the only woman on earth who's ever experienced puberty, I felt like it was my duty to speak for the people. <laughs> the women. Well, I like really agreed and liked, I agreed with and liked everything 
that you were saying. And I feel like it definitely like resonated with me as like, I'm 24 now, almost 25. And like, I was in high school, I feel like at the like peak Tumblr. Mm -hmm. Me too. (laughs) I felt like I was a very like empowered, like sexual being in my teen years, which feels so gross to say now as like an adult, like even talking about myself and like my own experiences. I'm like, yeah, when I was 16, like doing things I like don't even want to talk about. Yeah. And so I think it is really interesting to talk about, but like it kind of begs the question, like how do we like fix the problem? Because like easier said than done, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you'd like told me when I was 16, like you're a child. Yeah. It's Stop not work. sucking dick. Like I <laughs> would have been like, no, like I'm, I'm an adult. I'm making dick, like, yeah. Inf- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I was almost like more sexual no, totally. than I am now, even which yeah. is kind of crazy. 100%. But I mean, it makes sense. Like your body's like, you're going through puberty and like a hundred years ago, I would have been like married with six kids by then. <laughs> so it it's be. like, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, 100%. Like, you totally you totally get it, obviously. And, like, I also was posting things and doing things I really shouldn't have. And my older sister was like, you shouldn't post stuff like that on the internet. And I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm body positive. And it's like, that's nice. Uh, you don't need to be body posit- positive for the world to see. Like, yeah. you can just do that be in your bedroom. body positive in private. <laughs> and not show yeah. it anywhere. <laughs> Keep your tits to yourself. Please. And it's like, as a young woman, especially when you're you're developing or whatever, it's like, okay, I don't mean to quote somebody who was on a Joe Rogan podcast, but I'm quoting somebody. This is a safe space. (laughs) And this woman was, she was like a professional surfer or something. And she's like, well, when you're a teenage girl, you're like you get boobs or something and you're like, Oh shit. It's like having a new car. And you're like, what can this do? What can I do with this? That is fuck. That rings so true. It's And I was like, that's exactly how it is. I was 14. I grew an ass over the summer and I was like the summer of the BBL. (laughs) I had my BBL summer and I wasn't trying to let anybody forget it. (laughs) Uh, in the summer of 95. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've said that before, though. I feel like me and my friends were very much, like, treating, like, sex and sexuality as, like, a new car. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was, like, a competition of, like, what... We talked about this in an episode that never saw the light of day. It was, like... We were, like, in competition for, like, who could do the most sex acts, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, (laughs) not even because, like, I was like, oh, that seems, like, interesting and, like, it would be really fun. It was more just, like, I want to, like, I I just want to, like, say that I did. Like, it was, Mm -hmm. like, a bucket list almost, which is so gross and weird. But, like, I don't even know how I would begin to, like, talk to a teenager about it in, like, a... Stay yeah. young and pure as long as you can. Because <laughs> yeah. I just don't know, like, I, I wouldn't even... I think I tried to, like, get into the mind of a teenager when I made that video because I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm an older person telling you girls to put it away. <laughs> uh, it's like, I get it. Like, you want to be sexy because that's what you see in the media and the media tells you that's what you need to be. But just know 
If there's any 16 year olds out there watching, I don't know what your demographic is like. I doubt too many young no. people are it's watching. But we have one listening. very loyal 14 year old <laughs> okay. listener. But other than that, yeah. they're all of age. All of our listeners are well. under 12. <laughs> no, all of our vast majority of our listeners are like uh, 20 to 30. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I figured. And I, I think, I feel like the best way to get through to somebody is like, listen, I know, like, I know what you're thinking because I was there too and I totally empathize with that. But I also want you to know that being a sexual being as a woman is fucking bleak, okay? Mm. As someone who's in my 20s, I it's not that I want to go back to being like a virginal, like prepubescent <laughs> child, but you know, times Speak were simpler. <laughs> Get my pure body Times back. were yeah. simpler. <laughs> no, like take away the birth giving yeah. hips and the periods. I just want to be you young just, again. Are you going to reverse your BBL? My reverse BBL journey. The summer of the reverse BBL, perhaps? <laughs> I believe that it's just called liposuction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I need to get lipo so I look like a boy. <laughs> <laughs> me too i'm gonna tell my liposurgeon i'm trying to look like i'm 12 again <laughs> i need to be pure <laughs> but it's like dude like if i could tell my fucking 16 year old self like anything i'd just be like listen you have the rest of your life to destroy yourself <laughs> over <laughs> no it's so true <laughs> so oh just God. like chill mm. <laughs> Well, it's crazy, too, because I feel like I've seen so much, especially with TikTok, about, like, middle school, like, tween girls, like, mm -hmm. skipping the awkward teen stage because they're, like, they have the internet and can see what, like, a 20-year-old looks like. And so yeah. they're, like, jumping to that. It's crazy. And that, I mean, that, like, I mean, I don't even really want to have kids, but that, like, makes me not want to have kids. Like, that's it's so, scary. so terrifying because I feel like there's, like... I wouldn't want to be like a homesteading, homeschooling mother who's like, no internet children, like mm -hmm. wear your, I don't know, dress made out of curtains <laughs> and we're going to play in the fields and yes. eat our homemade bread. But like how, I don't know how you like avoid that at this point. It's so scary. Farm. Yeah. And you can't. Yeah. Like 12 children it's like the best you can do is like <laughs> it's the only yeah, safe way honestly they don't even know what the internet is yeah. <laughs> i know i'm like should i just become no, amish yeah. no literally it's like they, they figured it out. at this point <laughs> it's it's like because i think there really no is like there's no like solution everyone's just gonna like do what they do as teenagers and then you just kind of pray spend that the rest of your life dealing with that out, okay <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, I honestly, like, I mean, I think every woman can relate to this, right? Like, ever since you turned, like, maybe, like, 12 or 13, you've just, you've never been the same. And men are always going to just harass you. And, and like, I mean, I remember when I was 14 and I was in the lunch line in, like, my high school. And this guy, the senior boy, comes up to me. Senior boy. And think it's you and say you sorry You're not like, me this is my moment right <laughs> this is my taylor moment <laughs> no literally if i were to write like a taylor swift a song and to be like about the time an 18 year old 18 year old guy was like you have a fat ass and i'm like um okay 
I just and you're like it's my BBL, thank you. And you're like I was born in 2009. Um, <laughs> 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 thank you. I got my BBLs about my tickets. <laughs> Jealous. I'm glad that she noticed. <laughs> it's like that's what I'm talking I got my about. BBL it's to like, honor listen, the Lord. Um, <laughs> I'm honoring God with my BBL. <laughs> Shabbat Shalom, bitch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I hope no Jewish people out there are like offended by me. <laughs> I'm feeling really triggered as a Jewish woman who didn't get a BBL for my bat mitzvah. If I could turn, oh my God. Yeah. Cannot, cannot be the epi- <laughs> cannot be the episode title. BBL for my puns. It can be whatever you, you want, baby. It. <laughs> <laughs> That's what yeah. my BBL surgeon said to me. <laughs> I think a lot of people were like, "How dare you judge teenagers for like doing this?" I'm like, "I was teenagers." That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, yeah. as someone who was. Like, I mean, like low key, also a teenager at one point, but like, I don't know when Claray, when you talk about being a teenager, I'm always like, oh, wow. I, I was like the opposite where I was like, so like health class worked on me, um, where I was like, if I like look at alcohol, I'm going to like go, I'm going to like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to die, die in a ditch like the next day. <laughs> um, so like I didn't. I only drank once like in all of high school and it was like my senior year when I was already 18. Um, I didn't have sex until the very end of high school, um, which isn't like, no, of course not. But like, it felt weird to me because like all of my friends were like Mm -hmm. sucking and fucking. Um, Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And same with like weed. Like I didn't smoke weed until I was 20 um, until, yeah, until well into college um and i do wish i could kind of go back and be like yeah like you know maybe a joint like wouldn't maybe it'd help you actually like chill the fuck out um (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so i i don't know because like obviously teenagers are gonna be sexual and like have Mm -hmm. sex and i feel like we're either like two extremes we're either like yes hunty slay mama boots like go get your dick you 15 year old um or it's like you know like abstinence only like save yourself for jesus type of deal um yeah exactly i don't know what the happy medium is it's like sucking and fucking responsibly yeah it's (laughs) yeah exactly i mean honestly i i think i think that's how i would approach it as a parent because that's kind of how my parents approached it too like they weren't like oh like if you have sex before marriage, you're going to burn in hell and like your pussy's going to burn off or something. It was just like, listen, I wish. I, <laughs> like, God, get rid of it. Amen. <laughs> it's like, Hey, you're going to do this thing. Just be safe. And like, you know, I think the best way is to be open about it. And hopefully, you know, teen pregnancy, teen pregnancy isn't even an issue. It's not like something that happens as much as people think. It's not 2005. Like, I mean, it definitely happens way less than it did in like the 1200s. Like, you know. Right. And I don't think teens are as sexually, like, I think they're less sexually active now than they were like maybe like 10, 20 years ago because of. Yeah, I agree. Like mental illness internet etc everyone's too mentally <laughs> fucked up to be sucking and fucking and exactly. i feel like the generation 
like below ours, the micro generation. I don't know, whatever. Um, but I feel like people who are like five years younger than us or so, like have a very interesting relationship to sex themselves where it's like, mm-hmm. it's only a good thing in like very certain, like limited scenarios where like all these like boxes are being checked almost um, rather than kind of just being like an incredibly normal, natural part of like being alive. Um, yeah. It's so, it's so like, deeply ingrained in like our psyches and it's so like at the forefront this idea of like sexuality and expressing yourself as like a sexual being whereas i, I don't think it was always like that <laughs> why don't people know how to mind their business anymore that's what i'd like to know let's like really get into it <laughs> no dead ass like fuck no i feel like so much of the time when i have like a gut reaction to something i have to like when I start to pull up the comment section and I'm ready to write a little essay, I'm always like, just mind your own fucking business. Like, no, literally. it is so infrequently is it helpful to, like, have that interaction. Just have your thoughts, process them, experience your emotions, and then and walk no, away. Like, you like, would... It seems so simple. I'm also, <laughs> I'm still laughing at what you said about... <laughs> Like, I looked at your comment section and it, like, it hurt me. It triggered me. It's just, like, it's so funny that, like, a person who, like, isn't me can read my comment section and be like, oh, whoa. Um, Even with, like, the, like, small, like, I mean, like, relative to yours, like, very small platform that we have. I, like, I understand how weird it is to be, like, a character in someone else's life where you're just, like... Mm -hmm an entertainer like where they kind of view you the same way they view like a character in a tv show almost totally it's crazy like how small your platform can be for that to happen i'm like you can have 1100 instagram (laughs) followers and people can like perceive you in that way and it's just shocking and alarming think about the idea of people perceiving me through the screen it rattles me to my core (laughs) <laughs> I'm just like I just post things and I guess people watch it I don't know okay well kind of on the flip side something I've noticed too I watched this woman who her account's private but she has close to 3,000 followers so I'm like and I mean I'm one of them I don't know her personally mm-hmm. so I'm like I know <laughs> you don't know all of your followers yeah and she's like very public with her kids and her life and made this like story about or, like, was posting on her story about, I guess, like, someone was, like, I don't know, gossiping about her. And she was, like, if you don't have anything better to do than, like, talk about my life and, like, get a fucking life, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, like, well, you do, like, put it out there. Like, people are going to be curious when you, like, yeah. share some details and then don't share other things. Like, you have to, mm-hmm. like, know that yeah. and, like, take some responsibility. Is it fair? Like, not necessarily, no, but that totally is, agree. like. Like, I don't think posting a relationship is ever a good idea. If I were ever to be in a relationship, I'd never post them. And it's like, literally, we have a friend who's like, if you break, if you publicly post your relationship on whatever social media, if you guys break up, speaking of which we just, we deserve an answer. Like what was the breakup? What happened? Like who did what? Um, I think we've earned this knowledge. (laughs) I could never, I could literally never. Cause I've already had people like make comments about, what they think my dating life is like which is like weird as fuck but like (laughs) just from that i'm like you know what 
Y'all will never know. I could literally have a fucking child. I could have a family of three, and you would never fucking you know. You could be in a poly relationship of six just... people. We'd be none the wiser. <laughs> no, literally. But yeah, I mean, you do open yourself up to that kind of, like, criticism. That's why, like... So when I made my BBL video, and I meant to say this earlier, and I forgot, but... What I found really funny about that video is people were coming for me for making jokes about women's bodies, I guess. So in turn, they were like, we're going to come for you and your body and we're going to say things about how you look because fuck you. And the funniest part of it was they couldn't decide what my body was. They couldn't decide if I was thick or if I wasn't. They're like, well, that's easy for you to say because blah, blah, blah. And then other people were like, well, you're skinny, so you can't even talk. You fuck. Or like people would be like, you need to get some ass. Like you're and it's just so funny because I'm like, you can't even decide <laughs> if I have a BBL or not. When are we getting the ass reveal, though? That's what the people really want to know. <laughs> and I literally did it, too. It's like there, you can definitely you can see plenty of pictures of my my booty on the internet. <laughs> you know where so, to look. Yeah. Teenagetitties.com. <laughs> Women born oh, in 94. Um, <laughs> so specific. <laughs> no, yeah, I was watching the, like, your TikTok canceled video. Um, and I'm so glad you were like, this app is run by 12-year-olds, because I'm like, thank, thank you, because, yes. Um, it literally is. But... Then I saw like the DMs you were getting and <laughs> people were like, what was it? People took photos of you from when you were like 12 from your dad's Instagram and were sending mm-hmm. it to you being like, well, look at you. <laughs> like, <laughs> when I was 12. Oh, yeah, that is how I looked when I was 12. Thank you for reminding me. I had a great time that day. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, what is the what? So the point you're making is. <laughs> When I was 12, I didn't look how I look now. Got work done. So can't true. Relate. <laughs> I've been fully developed since 94. Yeah. You came out fully developed. Yep. Or like when I made my pretty privilege video, this was like one of the first videos to ever like kind of blow up. And a lot of people were like, honestly, you're average looking at best. I'm not really sure what you're talking about. That would break (laughs) me. You're so brave. You are so fucking brave. People literally being like, you monkey looking ass bitch. You're not attractive. What are you talking about? Delete your channel. I was like, I gotta go. Okay. Go back to your cave. (laughs) What? I was like, damn. (laughs) I mean, that's, but that's kind but of like the point of the video. You're just like, this is like my burden as a pretty person. <laughs> People are going to attack me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I knew what I was stepping into when I made the video, but I was like, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a soldier. I'm brave enough to be called ugly by a few 13 year olds online. I think I'll be okay. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say people can call me a lot of shit. I think if a thirteen-year-old called me ugly, that would that would break me for good. So if anyone's looking to really ruin my day, my DMs are open. All our thirteen-year-old fans are coming for you. Um, I guess like last thing, um, last thing to wrap up was this was this in the video was this in the it's okay to be white video that you talked about how. You talked about how, like, white people seem to not understand that you, like, don't always want to, like, talk about, like, racism. <laughs> like, every day. Was it in that video? Yes. 
I think I think so. Okay. I don't know. Probably. I've mentioned it before. I've definitely said. Do this you want to like reiterate that point again? Yeah, it's it's really something I've noticed since living in New York because there's so many like woke bitches out here who are like, yeah, fuck racism. And, woo! and I'm like, that's awesome that you feel that way. I'm so glad that you don't actively hate black people. Um, I don't really care. And I also don't care how racist your father is. Cause that's something they love to tell me. They're like, my parents fucking hate niggers. Okay. But I don't. <laughs> But I don't. <laughs> but I love them. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but you're different. Oh my god. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, thanks. Like, and it happens so often. Yeah, it's like I'm just getting coffee. Like, you like tell them I said hi. <laughs> just get a selfie. I'm like, right? Uh, can you proofread the essay I just wrote? Um, <laughs> I didn't really, I wasn't really asking. Um, yeah. And I usually like, <laughs> I, I'm a very, like, I'm a very honest person. So if someone says something that I think is stupid, I'm just going to say it. So usually I'm just like, yeah, it's always really awkward when white people tell me that <laughs> their parents are racist. Cause I'm like, I don't really know what to do with that information. Also as a black person hearing about racism doesn't make me feel good. So I don't know what it is that you thought my reaction was going to be, but it's not, I'm not like, oh, thank God I'm safe in your presence, my white queen or king. Like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> so I usually just say it to their face. And I've had people get mad at me because of that. Like, I literally ended a friendship because I, like, said, I don't care how racist your parents are. And they were, like, really offended because they're like, uh, how could you make me confront my, <laughs> my whiteness? Um, but yeah, I usually just say it to their face and I, um, I have no shame in that because like, obviously I shouldn't, but it's so it's, I think also because of the kind of content I make on the internet and I'm very outspoken about these things in real life and also online that people think that I want to hear about mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff. And I, uh, I live the black experience every day. I don't need to spell it out to you on a daily basis so you can like feel like you've done your job as a white person like when the black lives matter thing happened over the summer like or i guess two summers ago i had a friend who was like basically like oh i'm sorry for being white and i'm like listen thank you. you literally yeah <laughs> thank you you went into your contact list and it was like who's the last black person i talked to madison let me text her just to clear the air and show her I'm a good white and everything's cool. My new, I don't my care if you're bio. emotionally <laughs> like a good white. <laughs> a good <Yeah>. white. <laughs> like, I don't care, man. I don't care. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me, though, of how much my people are suffering right now. No, literally. It's not even like on some, oh, I hope you're okay or anything like that it's just like i'm sorry please i hope you don't think i'm a bad person it's like i never actually thought that but now that you mention it i don't know yeah <laughs> opinions it's are really crazy like living through this time especially in like a very not diverse area of the country i'm like pretty much everyone i interact with is white and super woke and so it's like 
I'm surrounded by people who are also like, I'm sorry for being white. And I'm like, girl, I'm white too. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, what are we doing? Here? I'm like, hell yeah. Like, let's just sit here all day and be like, it's a white apology Damn. circle. <laughs> it like, no, kind yeah. of, just like jerking. No, literally. It's like just a weird. Each other off. Like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I feel like yeah. I noticed that with a lot of other, like not race related things too. Like with thin mm-hmm. privilege and pretty privilege totally it's like i'm sorry i'm thin and white and pretty like gorgeous uh, i'm so sorry um like i'm sure you are (laughs) you seem really apologetic that's why we called you here today because i wanted to apologize for being so beautiful and skinny and white so i hope you accept my apology I know this is really hard for you to <laughs> digest. Oh, Take your time. God. Well, yeah, it's funny. I mean, I feel like it kind of, I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but I feel like it's, I, I there's so much like, um, or at least I see like a lot of timidness from my fellow whites, but just like anytime, anytime <laughs> a white person is like, not even talking about race, but like talking to a black person and they don't like, which and it's clear if they like frequently do or not where they like feel the need to like perform like, and it's like kind of for their own mm-hmm. sake. It's like out of their own like guilt where they're like, I don't want this person to think I'm racist. And it's like, I, why would, yeah. And you know what I mean? It's just like, it comes from this place of like yeah. guilt and like worry. So they need to like create a boogeyman almost. And this like random stranger that you don't know um, and be like, and I disagree with them. That's so true. Like, once again, I'm just trying to get my coffee. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, I'm a person too, right? Like, I also would like to talk about nonsensical bullshit that has no substance. And I really don't want to think about... Because the thing about, you know, race relations or or whatever is like... Okay, as a white person, you can engage in a conversation with me and, like, educate yourself because you feel comfortable doing that in this moment. And then once the conversation is over you're not thinking about it and you go on with your life. But for me, I'm living the black experience every single day, every moment that I'm, I'm alive. So it's not something that I need to constantly be reminded of or constantly need to explain over and over again. And I would actually like some sort of escapism and not have to think about it all the time because it's fucking exhausting. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a lot of the time I feel like awareness is on not like not even about race necessarily but just awareness on like any issue that affects a marginalized group it always just feels like it's just for the benefit of like the people who aren't (laughs) in that group um and a lot of time at the expense of the people that it's like claiming to yeah same with like mental health stuff too i'm like fucking happy like eating disorder awareness week Mm -hmm. i'm like thanks i'm super aware (laughs) <laughs> like, what? yeah it's like the what what awareness like, what are we what raising awareness, awareness for like, it's like go eat girl it's yeah like, girl i'm aware <laughs> thanks yeah. yeah it's so oh god like that's the thing about liberal white people is like obviously any white person i interact with is liberal but the liberal white people it's so hard to navigate because they try to act like they're on your side and that they understand or they want to understand. But I've noticed that those people tend to be the most disappointing because they will reveal a part of their whiteness that they have not confronted yet. And 
I see it clearly. I see it clear as day because it's like it's not something that is hidden to me, but to them it is. And so then I'm like, damn, I thought you were cool. Or I thought I could maybe trust you or whatever, but I actually can't because you're trying to have this performance and be like, oh, I, I promise I'm a, I'm a good person. And it, it can be really confusing because if you're a racist white person who's very much like open about that there's no confusion on my end I know that we're not gonna get along I know that we're not on the same page and I'm like perfect I don't need to guess I don't need to go through a whole friendship with you and then realize that you actually kind of hate black people but you're not aware of it and so it, it can be really frustrating and that's kind of why like I I just like I interact with all kinds of people, but specifically, like, the white people that I meet in New York City, they just, they're something different. They are really something different. And it's kind of hard to explain because it's, like, its own niche community. But, like, it's Whites really, of New York. <laughs> the whites of, the the Gen Z millennial whites of New York. And specifically, okay, I'm not gonna try and explain this too much because i it's like a slippery slippery slope but the white woman of new york different breed different breed consider me a woman scorned because i have been this is an anti-white victimized. woman podcast, first and foremost first and foremost and like so many people are gonna be like oh so you just hate women yes no i hate white women <laughs> <laughs> the rest of y'all are fine <laughs> and I thought I was like crazy for thinking this but I've mm -hmm. talked to so many other black women and they're like yeah yeah that's really how it is because there's already like this complicated nature of like female relationships and when you bring in racism into it it just makes things really complicated yeah as it does trigger warning not all white people <laughs> trigger warning white people it's what we should title the podcast <laughs> like uh, that's also a part of my brand <laughs> my brand is narcissism and anti-whiteness which i mean you know what i'm okay with that it's gonna I'm be what it's gonna be white. um real quick side note madison did you see also in summer 2020 like the photos of that i don't know if this was like an event or a rally i don't know oh. what this was let me pull it up but like um black people were sitting on a stage and white people were washing their feet and were wearing shirts that said i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> and the caption was like okay things are starting to get weird <laughs> But that's how I feel like these like white women, that is liberal women of New York. Um, I'm going to start an Instagram page. That's kind of like how it seems, at least to me, on the other side of the country as a white man. Yes. Accurate. It's like, I didn't ask you to wash my feet. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Please get away from me. It's kind of like, it gives me the same vibe as like... <laughs> when a girl hits on me and she's like oh my god i'm obsessed with you and i'm like whoa listen you don't even know my name like we don't have to do this you're fucking gorgeous are you gay like yeah but not not when you say it like that you're making me homophobic <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> you are actively making yeah. me the westboro baptist church made points um, i was until now yeah. 
Right. I'm certainly rethinking my entire life decision. Like it's just you don't have to you don't have to come on so strong. Like we can just be normal people. And so it's kind of like that, like like an overcompensating. I mean, I'm the first Yes, overcompensating is exactly what it is, 100%. And it just seems so inauthentic. It's like it doesn't even mean anything at this point because I don't, it doesn't feel genuine. Like, if you have to to feel, soothe your own ego, it's very selfish. Yeah. yeah. Having to prove yourself is so sus. It's like, what are you hiding? Did she lie? Cool. Okay. Well, (laughs) Madison, where can can our listeners find you? (laughs) You can find me on YouTube. Madison Brown spelled M-A-D-I-S-Y-N and then Brown like the color. Same on Instagram. I have a Spotify, Apple Music, etc. If you're interested in listening to my music. What type of music do you make? Um, And yeah, I think that's about it. Um, I make all kinds of music. I'm still kind of like just fucking around with stuff, but um, I've made like R&B. I just released a house track. Um, I've made a pop song. I'm going to release a song soon. That Some Doja Cat cover? <laughs> Do we have that to look it's forward to? Yeah. <laughs> a Doja Cat feature? <laughs> oh my god. Sweetie collab? In my fucking yeah. dreams. <laughs> I can't wait to get the Madison at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> what would the madison be if you had a mcdonald's meal? it would be it would be a black and white cookie to symbolize my uh unity with the white community i love that it's like, it's like it. a swirl cone <laughs> it's God. so funny because i'm like yeah white people man they're so annoying but i'm also like the only the, the only men who are interested in me are caucasians so it's like mm. I'm I'm both fighting, but also sleeping with the enemy. <laughs> Keep him close. I'm like, <laughs> listen, as a white man, I feel comfortable because I'm like, well, if you pay for the dates, it's reparations. The only way you can go out with me is through reparations. So yeah, don't wash my works. feet. Buy me dinner. No, exactly. Literally. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like pay me. Um <laughs> Don't tell me how much your parents hate black people. Buy me dinner. <laughs> Give me money. It's so simple. I yeah, mean, you should like Venmo charge people the next time that shit happens. Someone's like, want to hear about my racist brother? And you're like, after you Venmo me thirty dollars, <laughs> you get your square thing no, you're out. You're so right, though. You're like, swipe you're your so card. Right. Like, I take Apple Pay. I'm actually going to do that. <laughs> I'm actually going to do Good. that, though. Thank you for saying that, because I, I think it's the only way. It's like, you're going to make me relive trauma in my brain. At least give me some money. It's like when I tell my friends, like, oh, you want to talk about the dude that you're saying that treats you like shit? Therapy isn't free. So pay me and then we'll talk. I love that. Amen. True words never spoken. <laughs> like, is that your, that should be your new tagline. Pay me and we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to yes. Photoshop me and Clary's faces onto the white people washing in the Madison's face. I'm so sorry. These are our reparations. A shitty Photoshop job. This is what we can do. Yeah. Oh is this God. call going to self-destruct in three minutes? I don't think so, but we sh- okay. I'm good to stop recording. I'm like, I'm great. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Madison. Thank you. This This is really fun. I had a blast. Are we done resolving recording? Hello. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. 
Uh, me and Claray produce and edit and sound mix. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Brain Cell Girls. You can follow me, Nick, on Instagram at Nick Curl. And you can follow Claray on Instagram at The Grace Trap Queen. Music by Anabolic Beats. We would like to thank our patrons who have selected the immortal tier on our Patreon for allowing us to, you know, make the show. We really appreciate it. So thank you to Hazel Herring, Jade Watson, John Sims, Laura Zimmerman, Megan Donovan, O.P. Queef, Piss Baby, Sasha Kosek, Teresa Graham, and Vinish542. We really, really appreciate it. Nets, nothing, lost, and, 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 and,